When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Square Ball Podcast. Hiya, welcome to The Match Ball. It's brought to you with Levi Solicitors. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash The Square Ball for your 10% discount on your legal fees. Uh, three of us here, Dan, Michael and Moscow to unpack the... Uh, the Leicester defeat, Jesse Marsh's first game in charge. And uh, what did you make of that then, gentlemen? Was it the, did the XG, you think, tell the story of that one? Because they were not 0.35, we were over two. Should have scored, shouldn't we? Should have won. Should have won. Familiar enemies, Barnes and Schmeichel. Bastards, the pair of them. Mm, yeah. Harvey Barnes was an, an irritant all game. You could see it, couldn't you? They were trying to work down their left, our right, right from the get-go. And it only took one occasion of being good because we couldn't put anything away, which is... Uh, yeah, it's annoying, isn't it? It felt like we we didn't want to get too close to him in case he cut inside and shot, and we didn't want to. And then, we, but then we ended up giving him more space, which allowed him to play the one-two, which he ultimately scored from. So it's just good, isn't it? Which is annoying. It's yeah, only, uh, he's only twenty-four as well, which means we've got ten more years of this nonsense of just him scoring against us twice a season. Well, not mm. next season if it carries on this way. He's like the new Alan Shearer, isn't he? He'll get him if we go down. He'll get a move down to you know some championship team. We'll go and play for Forest, so we don't mm. have to move house and just get his two against us and come back up with us. Um, this is probably the most intriguing game of the season in terms of like tactics and setup. It's the, it's the most unknown game I think we've um, faced doing a match ball with. Like Obviously, we know how Bielsa plays. So all the games up to this point, we knew what form or pattern they would take in terms of how we would try and play football. Um, and then it was just a case of, will it work, will it not? We had no idea what to expect coming into this. But I thought in terms of performance, particularly over the most recent games anyway, it was a vast improvement, albeit against a side inferior to those we've faced recently. Mm-hmm. We were in it, weren't we? Which we haven't been for, it feels like a while, which is, I've realised quite annoying because I feel really annoyed now, whereas I came out of Liverpool and Spurs being like, fucking stupid game, not yeah. even bothered about it. Whereas this one, I feel really, really annoyed by. Mm-hmm. It was so much there for us and then he just felt like with the subs we made as well, just playing with 10 men as well for the last, what was it, 20 minutes? He basically came on, got tackled and then was injured, wasn't he, Robert? Yeah. So we it, trying to trying to get it back in a game, which had already sort of gone out of our grip by that point. They scored and he felt like the, the tide kind of turned then. We'd had good pressure until that point. But it got, then just it having stretched, to play. stretched at that point, didn't it? Yeah. Mm, just we, having to play. We didn't really get stretched. Leicester went compact and I think it was a maybe an indication that uh, Marsh Ball is going to be more effective if we score first. Uh, certainly with this team, we need to to put one of those chances away because once Leicester had got the lead, um, I don't know how many chances we had 
at 1-0, but it certainly wasn't as promising as it was when Schmeichel was getting his alleged so-called man-of-the-match performance. Um, mm. But yeah, it, we had a lot more difficulty trying to break things down once um, Leicester had the lead. So, score first. Yeah, it goes back to the, the age-old problem of not having a striker um, on the pitch, really. And I know we signed £27 million Rodrigo for the purposes of providing competition for Bamford. Um, but when his chance fell to him in that first half, I, at no point did I expect to see that hit the net. And it was quite a difficult one because he was you know, coming in from the left. And uh, mm. you saw him like leaning back and thought, we know this this one goes over. So it always seems to be the same story with him, doesn't it? It's, he's quite good in so many ways, but I don't know. Just something, it, it, isn't it? Yeah, he's, he's just not a brilliant finisher, seems to be the, the main thing about it. But He said he was going in off that corner before Schmeichel saved it. So that mm. would, I might have changed things. Mm. That's true. Luke Ayling was appealing to the referee's watch. I noticed on that as he was tapping his wrist, running away from it as if the ref might have uh, missed it. But that's very modern, isn't well, it? Well, it happened to... It's the only thing that kept Villa up, so you, you've got to try these things. <laughs> that's what, true. What do you think of the way we set up then? Um, it was a lot more compact from us from the, the get-go, wasn't it? We look quite like a normal team again, don't we? Which mm. is both good and bad. After, did you, did after, you think we looked like two, basically two mid-table teams playing today? And if that had happened and we were... 12th, 13th, you'd go, ah, well, fair enough. Mm. We didn't look like it, and we've said this a few times though this season, we don't look like a team that's going down, but we said that against Villa, didn't we, most recently? And then we went on an absolutely terrible run, so shouldn't get too cocky too soon. But it did feel, it felt like we were playing like a real conventional side in many ways today. People weren't running all over the place, following men. Even set pieces looked a bit better. I know they, they did have a one or two kind of half chances from them, didn't they? But it, it didn't feel like we were making it really easy for them um, yeah it was it, it was an improvement There's no, I feel I feel almost disloyal to be able to say it was an improvement but it, it was definitely an improvement it was it's probably better to say it was different isn't yeah. it because it ended up with no point mm. in the end anyway so um, you're kind of improving for the sake of nothing in that, but then the changes um, obviously the the marking is different but then there were more sort of things like I've never seen well never not seen <laughs> as hoof the ball mm. clear as often, which um, I'm not, I've not got a problem with. It clears danger. Apart from when Ailing, it was almost like he'd forgotten, like he was trying to go back in time, back to his Yeovil days, and just couldn't summon it. And he had, he had to have about three swings at just hoofing a ball out of our penalty area for a corner. So you're trying to like unlearn some stuff. So that was different of just getting the ball to safety, and that's probably a good move. And then um, the other thing I know is throw-ins, whether not doing the the rotation mm. and the the run, which is a change, but then that's something that I always used to associate that with them not being switched on. If you watched Leeds and they weren't doing the rotation yeah, 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 yeah. immediately, you're thinking they're not on it today. Mm. And so for them to have immediately stopped that in the first game, you're wondering, well, where is the head at while this throwing is being done? Throwings are important. You know, Klopp brought in a throwing specialist purely for that. And so you think, well, if, you're, if they're not doing that, what are they thinking at this moment? So but that's the nature of change. We, we just look to be taking our time over stuff more, mm. I think is what came down to the throw-ins and the same on free kicks and everything. It was Nothing was as rushed as it has been because yeah. because we don't have any any let-up normally. It feels like before someone, the first person to get to the throw-in had to take it or if the full-back's taking it, they have to sprint to get there. And this was a bit more, this is what I guess one of the good things about looking more like a normal team that Rafinha picks up the ball for a throw-in then goes, oh, actually, no, Dallas, you have it, and, yeah, then, yeah, and we yeah. just take, we just kind of get our shape back, and the same with free kicks, just not that like rush to to take stuff, which at nil nil is is absolutely fine. It, I suppose it's giving ourselves a bit of a 
a little bit of a breather with you, with control of the bomb. Yeah, the choose, sorry, is, uh, choosing when to expend your energy. Yeah, the breather is one thing though. But if we're gonna like the advantage of a quick free kick is we can capture the team out and score. Whereas we're taking a breather and taking a long time and putting Stuart Dallas and Harrison on every set piece, and they're just making an absolute mess of them. So it's kind of you know we can get set and we'll be everybody's ready for the for a really good ball into the box and the ball is then terrible. So mm. it's kind of maybe the quick free kick then takes uh, makes more of our strengths that we can catch the team out, you know, catch them unawares instead of you know we're letting them set up and then we need the quality on the, the set piece to take advantage of the breather and, mm. and the setup and it wasn't there today, but um, maybe which I was going to say maybe they'll have time to work on it and that improve, but they clearly worked on it and it wasn't happening was it so not worked on it for long though have they? let's face no. it it's, uh, days. early days all of everything is early days and the other thing with the, the the marking business as well is you can sort of see um that the moments of confusion and then sort of like where the responsibilities are are going because there was a times of players kind of pointing as a player goes past them whereas under bielsa i'm not mean to compare everything but this is the subject isn't it what's changed from bielsa but it, it would be very clear in your mind you saw a player going past you and it's your man you chase him whereas there's, there was a little bit more of um, he's coming yeah. passing men on yeah you you need to get him not even passing men on just kind of pointing out to each other the player is is there whereas um, I think previously there would have been more in the tune of just go and mark mm-hmm. a player it did feel like they took a little bit of time just to pick that up and that's when I thought I think Leicester had a little bit of joy down our right down their left in that first half they kept looking for it and Stuart mm-hmm. Dallas very occasionally found himself like two against one um, well, I mean, Harvey Barnes against Stuart Dallas. I mean, it's how we um, equal. We conceded the equaliser to Leicester in the first game after we'd just taken the lead. And then you think of um, Dallas wasn't great against Spurs, sort of letting a lot down. He ended up he was supposed to be centre midfield and he ended up on the wing and all that kind of stuff. So I think they'd spotted that. Barnes against Dallas. I mean, Barnes just did him all day. Didn't he? <laughs> and he, and he, mm-hmm. he will. Um, sort of, it's interesting that we went with that rather than um, you know, ailing at right back and um, Dallas in midfield and Cock in, in defence, but there's maybe a experience of um, like Mars should know things about Robin Cock from Germany and stuff like that. So he got quite involved in the midfield sense today, didn't he? He, 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 didn't, look, he didn't just look like a, a defender um, trying his best to cover for Calvin. He, he yeah. looked pretty accomplished, I thought, generally um, in that position. Gave it away a couple of times, but you know, who didn't? They're still learning a new system and it. In terms of the system as well, one of the things that was really noticeable was um, not pressing from the front or choosing when to do it. And then when their centre-halves had it, we dropped into a bank of four and then they were pressing in wide areas um, was the thing I noticed from that. So again, just choosing when it is that you you use your energy to yeah. press and when you think you can win it back rather than doing it universally all over the pitch. We were trying to block the ball from going into midfield, but um, just pinging it over the top to Barnes seemed to work um, well instead but it's probably significant and to Marsh's credit that our best period of the game I think was after half time because obviously got us into the dressing room and said right this is working this isn't working change this do this and then we came out and had um, a brilliant 20 minutes Yeah we could have done with the centre forward on the pitch couldn't we and, and you could argue on the evidence of today and everything that's happened in the rest of the season whether it's Marsh's football or whether it's Bielsa's football we need somebody to stick these in the net for God's sake mm. I think today as well one thing we did see Again, it's, I'm not sure if your mind plays tricks on you with these things, but it felt like we were putting the ball in the box sooner today as well. There wasn't the same thing of waiting for cutbacks and stuff. It was a lot more, it was a bit more percentage It was mm. just just put it in the mixer to a yeah. degree. Like, not not ridiculously so. Like, we're not, you know, we're not just pumping it long into the box, but yeah. just if you've, 
if you've got the ball in a wide position and there are men in the box, just put it in, see what happens. Yeah, I did feel like at times this season under Bielsa, because we play the way that we play and maybe teams have learned how to counter it, that um, we've looked, not ponderous in possession, but we, we kind of got stopped a lot of the time and slowed down. Maybe we get slowed down in wide areas, which gives them a chance to drop back and, mm. and regroup. Whereas if you play the earlier ball, it's how you keep people on the back foot. Well, it, was, it? it was waiting for an opening, wasn't it? The way we played under Bielsa and this seemed not quite so patient, yeah. you know, which, which is not not necessarily a bad thing sometimes, particularly if you're not, if if waiting for the chance and the perfect cutback and for people to arrive at the right time isn't quite working. And if you stick a centre forward into the mix as well, like Bamford is, is our tallest. Well, Rodrigo's pretty big as well, but Bamford is the most likely to win a header in the box, isn't he? And if he's back in the team and there's some of those balls going in, you've got to think eventually he'll score from one. The best chances were probably one of each style in the first half was Furpo had the shot that was boxed mm. on the line and that's him. Um, it kind of came from a deflection, but it's the ball being deflected kind of inside and him, even though he's a left-back arriving around the penalty spots and that's where we're kind of aiming. Everything was kind of trying to get, if you're going into a channel, then keeping the ball inside instead of outside. But then the second half, the best chance, which we should have been scored really, was the one sending Furpo again down the line to uh, was it Rafinha? to the byline and he, he passes it across. It's a low cross that Rafinha should have put in from God, in my mind, yards. In my mind, that was the first half. I've completely um, got no, confused with it. No, no. It's the other end. That's how yeah. you can tell. Were, yes, I know. They change uh, ends, don't they? Yeah, they, they yeah. disappeared for quarter. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> well, Is that what they were doing? Well, that was kind of a more of a, a Bielsa one as you get to the byline and cut back. Mm. And um, so there's, uh, there was a bit of both in there. And I think that's probably something you'd hope is not to lose some of the um, the Bielsa-ness in there. And uh, Marsh has kind of been said that it's, it's, and also you don't have the time to completely reprogram them so it's um, uh, certainly going forward it's the finishing has been the problem so maybe adding another dimension to the ways we attack but not losing the old Bielsa-ness of um, do the, the always said it was um, associated strongly with the Mexican league so a Mexican cutback mm. um, that we still just won't put in because we don't <laughs> I, I don't yeah. know I, I still can't work out if that's a bad miss from Rafinha or a really good save <laughs> from Schmeichel but I because I hate Schmeichel so much it means I end up blaming Rafinha for not putting it in because I won't give him any credit for it I won't give Schmeichel any credit yeah he doesn't have a lot of options for the way he hits it because it's almost under his feet isn't it it's almost under his feet though when he hits it so it's he can't direct it as as a rule as a rule Rafinha does put his foot through it doesn't he and he he just sort of side footed that but you know it's one of those things that it's it's a split second decision isn't it you get yourself on the end of it and and you score yeah should have yeah. believed scored. Um, I wouldn't mind it if it was any other goalkeeper. I did. Should, should have had a couple though across the game. Yeah, I did, the, the chances I thought, were there, weren't they? I thought we played some nice football, particularly um, like in wide areas and getting in the in the channels as well, getting in behind them quite a lot with wide men. That was encouraging, given that all the press beforehand kind of is that Marsh doesn't really play with width, but we seem to um, to do pretty well. I thought in wide areas today, mm. and, and on the the general solidity of it as well. I looked back at the. XG and it's the second best XG against of the season only Watford at home did they have less of a chance of scoring so I mean that bodes well because the other teams don't have Harvey Barnes no that's very true <laughs> so that immediately gives us a, a chance mm. um, let's talk penalties because there were a couple of shouts for Leeds having penalties in that game and I don't think at any point watching it any of us here thought oh that's a stonewaller but there seems to be a, a fair amount of online consternation that we didn't get at least one I mean, we didn't really see much of the handball, did we? The alleged handball that they mm-hmm. VAR'd. Um, and then there was the other one, which was Rodrigo, the fo- tap on his foot. I mean, the Rodrigo it? one isn't a penalty, but they have been given us penalties loads of times. At Chelsea. And if, away, it's, and if yeah. the ref gives it, it's a penalty, VAR probably doesn't overturn it. So you're in that 
it enters into that weird no, realm of no man's land. Of yeah. That no man's land of if the ref has given it, it's a penalty. If he hasn't, it isn't. But then someone can look at it in a completely subjective way on a video and not change that decision. So it, it exists both as a penalty and not as a penalty, depending on what the on-field decision was, which has felt daft since the start of VAR. Yeah, and it's like if you were buy into the Leeds hating bias, then go back to last season with the Robin Cock penalty at Liverpool, that they then changed the rules so that no, nobody else could concede a penalty like that. And uh, it, it doesn't just, help us. No, it doesn't help us, and it just creates an uneven playing field. And it's right, those... Um, those penalties that have been given where somebody has kicked through the sole of somebody else's foot and they're both just going for a ball and it's it's not really anything at all. I never liked seeing them given. So I'm happy that they're not being given. But I would again, I would like that change to have come after we'd maybe got some of them. Mm. Or, or to go back and have a point out of Chelsea instead. Because yeah, you know, without that, we get one there, don't we? And three instead, three. Three, three yes, yeah, why not? That would have been fine. Um, Paul, actually, in the comments on YouTube, we are live streaming this for our TSB Plus members on YouTube, by the way, so if you're listening afterwards, you can uh, you can find us there if you are a member. Paul is saying the penalties, he points out that the handball was not given, but the corner was, so presumably there was a touch on it that made it a corner. Had it already been deflected? I'm trying to think now. Mm. It didn't feel it like didn't... it. It got him from fairly close range. It was one of those where I, I said at the time, I said, they'll find another angle of this after the game and they'll be like, oh, it was on ball. He's caught it. It was on <laughs> ball, we just didn't see it. Spinning it yeah. on his finger like we a basketball. Didn't, we didn't, oh, we forgot about that camera. Never mind. Well, Brighton definitely thought about it. He was mm. like, I can save this. But you could see him <laughs> then pull his hand away as if he was like, but I'm not the goalkeeper. So I would be, you know, I, I would not have punished a player for that. But yeah, it's interesting if we got the, the corner. Should have, got his well. nose, should have got his nose in front of it. <laughs> biggest, biggest part of his body. Are you nose-shaming somebody now? <laughs> nah, just, I'm just very a, proud of it. What it is, is a very cheap shot because I'm annoyed that we've lost. I mean, in fairness, there was a point in that game, you know, when he went he went down under a very light challenge, didn't he? And I did say maybe he's been caught by a side wind, <laughs> taking, him, <laughs> taking him off his feet. I can't accept these 32 either. Like a, he's still a, like a sail stuck to his he's, face. He's in early 20s, he's is, is all Brighton. If you uh, really want to like criticise all Brighton, he's wasted a career, hasn't he? What's staying at Leicester and winning uh, yeah. a league title and an FA Cup and yeah. off a fairly what, modest talent? What a he's prick. such a nobody. He's just <laughs> such a nobody. And wasn't he? At, he was at Villa before that, wasn't yeah. he? Did he start at Derby or something like? I get out, him at Villa. Get out and see the world, man. Leave the Midlands. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he's done all right. Yeah, I mean, he'll look back on that medal and what will it mean? Mm. It'll mean that he won the Premier League. Did he though? <laughs> was that him or was it the others? How many games did he play? You talk about I, I think he played more or less a full season when <laughs> yeah. he won the league. One, one of their main players. They yeah, probably would have won so. it sooner if he hadn't been on the pitch. They, are, they should give all the medals to Angola Kante and uh, Jimmy Vardy, shouldn't they, for that season anyway? None of it counts. I say just on, on Vardy, I'm glad to, when he went off in that second half um, because that ball in was giving me a headache. That ball in behind, you know, the Strat mm. got, got booked for it within the first 10 or 15 minutes, didn't you? Though, long afternoon in store, but. Then the commentators started saying, "Ah, oh, but it'll be interesting to see how long he lasts." And I was like, oh, "Thank God for that," because mm. he is a pain in the ass. He didn't cause us that many problems, though. He didn't, but that that ball playing off the centre half shoulder—it's it's an anxiety ball, isn't it? It's yeah. when you're watching it as a as a defending fan. Stroik yeah. uh, Stroik played very well against Barry. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Personal life, all Brighton. Confirmed to the Birmingham Mail that his dreams came true by playing for Aston Villa. Like what a, I mean, raise your horizons. Dream a little. Jesus. Uh, Jack is in the comments saying he played every game according to his Wikipedia page. Yeah, I, I thought I, I remember him being a very, a very key part a, a, of that absolute site. Absolute cornerstone of that site. Yeah, but what did he do? But what did he did he earn it? That's the question. Yeah. Was, oh, oh, 12 assists and four goals. Right. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Good. Um, we've managed to uh, not talk about the R word because, I mean, as we are recording, it's just before three o'clock. The three o'clock's obviously haven't kicked off quite yet. Um, lots of teams below us are crap, uh, but we are in a fairly perilous position. Are you. Are you worried? Yes. Right now. I thought you were going to say Roberts. <laughs> no, we'll get we'll get to him in a bit. I mean okay. Yeah, of course I'm worried. It's we're right in it, aren't we? But we are right in it, yeah. Yes, if, we are. But, did, the, but if, have you seen enough though today to make you think, well, we've got enough about us to be all right? Well, yeah, if we play like that every week, we will we will win probably five, six games between now and the end of the season, and that'll be absolutely fine. I mean, we've only got eleven left. But if you look at the games we've got though. You, yeah, you would yeah. expect us to win five or six then wouldn't you if we if we play well and we play like that and Bamford's back and maybe Phillips is back Cooper's back there's enough there to think we can we can get out of it I think but this is just this is one game of you know of the 12 that we have left and we've got zero points for it so I'm with Marsh though when he talks about you know there's a long a long way to go reduce the stress just calm down and all that stuff and you can see like the big gain today is getting the um XG against us right down. Like, we were not open all the time. We didn't concede in the first 10 minutes. The game wasn't lost um, in the first half. So all those things are good and, and bode well going forward because those have been the problems. So if that's, so, if that's sorted straight away, then that's a really good start. Um, and then the players you mentioned there, I mean, with Bamford, I wonder if, uh, I mean, you can talk, there's credit for both, but would he have been better just having another day at home, having his foot treated to get him right for Thursday rather than sitting on a bench in Leicester. Um, I don't know what really the, the point was of bringing him if he's not going to play. Um, but him coming back to finish some of those chances and then Phillips will be um, a big one and maybe Cooper as well because I felt like some of the weak links today and you could see on the the goal that they scored, Ailing isn't really anywhere and you wonder if Liam Cooper is a better player um, at centre-back than Luke Ailing. In fact, you don't wonder. He is because he's a centre-back. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. And then Ailing might be better at um, right back and then the options in midfield, although Cork and Click were both fine, but Phillips and Dallas 
feels like a much better midfield. So um, there's kind of those those things coming back together of the players coming fit at the right time for the running combined with the way that Marsh looks like he's setting them up to be um, that it's going to be more secure than it was. It should be enough to keep us up. I actually thought Erling had his best game for a while today. I wasn't sure. I think you're, you know, I think you're, you're daft. Well, it's funny. One of my I thought, I thought he did well. I thought well, he did well bringing it out the back. Well, and... Michael, let me put this to you then. One of my friends texted me during that game thinking you said to me, do you think this is um, this is Ailing's last season? Oh, that's interesting. I've misread it then. <laughs> no, 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 you are perfectly oh, entitled to your point. Yeah, yeah. I'm just interested in what you what do you think you you saw? Not that you saw that coming nobody off, else did. But... Coming off a low uh, coming off a low base in Midlands, I think he has been he's been pretty terrible for a few games. But I, I thought he was. I thought he took responsibility well at the back and brought the ball forward a lot. Mm. He was making those little bursting runs through from centre back, in which is what we have come to expect Urense to do, where he just will set off with it from centre back to kind of stretch teams out of shape. And whether or not he should be doing that, the new system, I've no idea. But I thought he did that fairly well. Mm. Yeah, and, he, and he got his first ailing flop of the Marsh era in. He wasn't terrible, but I would rather have. Uh, um, I don't. I think it's that right side, and it's not coincidental that Leicester were after it, not just because it got Harvey Barnes. But maybe it's if Ailing's at right back, um, Barnes doesn't have such an easy time with um, square pegs in square holes again. With a defender mm. inside him, just be yeah, just I mean, yeah, that's just better quality. Um, interesting reading um, Jesse Marsh's comments, which are coming in. Uh, he's saying that he told the players, if we keep playing like this, we'll get all the points we need. The only negative is the result. Um, Did he but- tell them this on the pitch? Uh, I think presumably that was. He in- said the only negative is the result. Looking at Tyler Robertson's <laughs> face. <laughs> Um, but he said I'm Adam Stringboss just on the Bamford I mean everyone will know this by the time they hear or um, watch this fit for 10 minutes at most um, Bamford leave him at home Mm. right Rob Price's son well I mean it's it is a uh, yeah and also the Roberts thing is and sorry just to clear up for sure I had missed a bit of training this week as well okay I mean Robert should have gone off and that's one thing Mm. um, where I don't know if it's down to coaching experience or coaching ideas I don't think it's something unique to Bielsa but Bielsa would take that player off and reorganise us as 10 players and probably still just you know attack crazy mode like he always did for um, if you remember us losing uh, whoever it was got sent off at Forest in that famous game where we ended Phillips yeah and then we attacked them and and went ahead but but there was no point in leaving him out there and yeah if that's aggravated his injury then we can't afford to be another striker down between now and the end of the season and I don't think it helped us having 11 organised with 10 and that's the kind of if we are you know kind you're of doing it again aren't you gloves, gloves, you're well, comparing it well he's the new manager and he's, yeah, here, yeah, he's yeah. here to do these things and we, we're here to judge him on the choices he makes and the kind of one of the points with Bielsa being sacked is that all that insulation of kind of what you know about him and what you like about him is, is gone you are just looking at a a decision and saying, I don't think that was a good decision from um, our new head coach. You just take that player off. Yeah, I would have taken him off because um, they kept trying to pass to him, didn't they? And that, yeah. that wasn't good for him because there's a point where he did pick it up and then he tried to pass it himself and he thought, that's going to hurt your leg. And there was one moment where we had what looked like a fairly promising counter-attack and it got it fell to him and he just passed, it, straight, he just passed it straight to them because he was like, yeah. my legs aren't working. <laughs> what was I supposed to do? Exactly. Yeah, um, it was. It was. But you got your wish of uh, Tyler Roberts' camera, didn't you? Which was nice on on BT for a little <laughs> while. You did get to look at him. It was easy for the cameraman as well because he couldn't really move. So <laughs> just leave it still. Uh, interesting hearing from Martian. He's he said obviously uh, the officials face a difficult choices, but no, he hasn't. He said we should have had a penalty for Rodrigo. Was he? Yeah. 
Yeah. There we go. Uh, and also he expects Bamford to be involved against Villa on Thursday. Okay. So maybe bench there for Bamford. It'll be good for 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 12 minutes. 2.1 on the XG today. Is Tyrone Mings going to be in their defence? He's worth two. Yeah. And Bamford does hate Villa mm. and Mings in particular. So Let's just beat Villa. Mm. Yeah, if we beat, if we were to beat Villa and Norwich, things would look a lot better. But we've been saying if, if, mm. if, if all season, and we're running out of games now. So should we just start doing that? That'd should we be... say it the other way around? If we don't beat Villa and Norwich, we look a bit fucked. Yeah, I mean we better beat <laughs> that's, Norwich that's, in particular. That's another way of looking at it. And Villa is one where um, the only reason we didn't beat them three 0 a few weeks ago is because we had that mad spell. It was just before half time, wasn't it? When Coutinho just mm. just passed through us, and we're not going to be that team on Thursday night so if we remove that as an option from uh, what Villa and Coutinho can do and put them back into the way that Aston Villa have been ever since which is absolutely hopeless then great fine we'll uh, bring Bamford on last half hour pray for his hamstrings get a hat trick take him straight off again don't leave him if he scores just go off and we'll go back to play play with 10 protect him um, we, we need that uh, that, that funny footed man I'm stroking I've got his picture on the, the desk in front of me of the, him holding the violin is it Digna I, can, I can never rem- remember how this is pronounced Digna Digna, Digna. Hmm. the guy at uh, Villa Zach in the comments is just saying he's got COVID so might not be available for Villa so um, hopefully Rafinha will have a nice night uh, nice night on Thursday he was not brilliant again Rafinha was he he was he was marginally improved I'd say but not the um, sort of talisman we've we've been looking for mm. his mm. mood still strikes me as after we'd gone one nil down, he came sprinting all the way back to sort of dictate a free kick on the edge of our own penalty area and just got the ball and like lobbed a long ball into their penalty area for Dan James. And I was like, if you're going to, you know, come deep and say, right, no, I'll, I'll sort this out. I'm going to start dictating the play. Do better than that. Well, interestingly, I've got info goal open, which is where I get the XG from. And apparently, according to their... their algorithms or whatever he was the best player on the pitch who was Rafinha Rafinha well, you need to, which I don't think was correct you need to check with uh, who scored from a better that's very true um, if we're, we're algorithm versus algorithm there's only really one choice and I don't know why, why you're even looking at info goal the algorithm, what can they tell you the algorithm was this is why we're here God let's talk about algorithms but with eyes it looked alright today and people are asking actually in the in the comments on YouTube if Bielsa was in charge how do you think that would have gone I don't think it's useful to speculate because it's a completely different style isn't it yeah. not completely different but it's it's trying to compare apples with pears. We don't know. It's just you talking in theory. And, pe- and whichever way you say it would have gone, the other side will get annoyed. So what's the point? Well, yes, yeah, Bielsa said it's always the, you know, you can't uh, judge things that don't happen in your imagination. They're always the right choice. So, yeah, it's, you can sort of talk about whether certain situations might have happened. Probably the only thing you can say is, what was the score at Elland Road? one all. It would have been that. <laughs> so, because, you know, he approached every game exactly the same way. Um, so what would today have been like? It probably would have been like that game. Mm. Harvey Bounds scoring. Yes. Bastard. So nothing, nothing really changed. Just break his legs I mean, next time we play him. Don't, if you, don't, that's, that's if unfair. You were, if you were watching in the UK, Robbie Savage was in the studio at halftime, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Do you think um, he might have tried to do an impression of our new manager? Because you know he's a funster. <laughs> so an impression of, you want an impression of Robbie Savage being American? Yes. Ah, hey guys, <laughs> hey, mad. Something like that. What do you it? think? That's what the uh, the, the post match huddle maybe <laughs> sounded like as well, and going over to the. He, um, he enunciates better, does Jesse? From from what I've heard of him. How did you feel about us having a big group hugger in the centre circle after the match? I'd gone for a piss while this was oh, okay. <laughs> was occurring, actually, so I missed it. But yeah, and then being dragged over to the uh, 
the away fans with um, it sounds like some of the players went to the away fans were then dragged back into the centre circle then went back to the away fans as well I think Tyler Roberts is like can I please I need to stop can I please have a stretcher <laughs> here but um, I, the thing that stood out for me about that was I'm pretty sure I could hear the Leicester fans chanting going down going down There's, we're, we're doing that stuff <laughs> Fucking drum and goal music yeah. and, and clappers. We did manage to, uh, we shush, we shushed <laughs> the bastards. clappers. You didn't hear the clappers in the second half as much. Mm. It was noticeable the better we got, the the less uh, clapper action there was. But yeah, I'm, I'm not yet sure, convinced about the uh, sort of the psychological advantage of um, having a big group huddle while 20,000 Leicester fans chant you going down it was, uh, at the, you. There was the whole um, commentator saying, it's a full house here at the mm. Walker's King Power Filbert Stadium. And it clearly wasn't, mm. was it? There was loads of seats. Gloves I could see up. loads with my eyes. If you want to take the gloves off on the BT Sports coverage in general at all times, obviously Lucy Ward, Yep, st- step aside. Thank you, Lucy. Um, Very well done. Good, great job today. We're coming for Jake. You don't, you don't need to see this. <laughs> We're coming for, for Jake, the Inven- famous inventor uh, of the podcast, the famous podcast pioneer. BT always. And we should say thanks to Jake, uh, by the way, because we, I mean, we've only been doing this for what? What is it now? Twenty twenty two. We started in twenty ten. That's twelve twelve years mm-hmm. we've been doing this now. Um, so I just want to say thank you to Jake Humphrey for bringing this into the mainstream mm. and making it this this niche format <laughs> that no one's ever heard of. If you hear, if you are uh, watching or listening to this, thank you for. Uh, listening to Jake. I mean, how do you even know how to find a podcast these days? I mean, it's... He might, he'll be starting a YouTube channel next. Do you so... think anybody's told him about that? <laughs> you can do videos as well. It's just picking up. But BT really... Uh, yeah, so I'm described this week as a human LinkedIn profile. Sorry, go on. BT really hype up their coverage but to a mawkish level. They were the ones who, um, over Christmas, I think it was like the Boxing Day coverage of whatever games won. And it was all, oh, the little boy there with the scarf and his father, all oh, the memories, they'll, they'll probably have a Bob rule before the game. I'm like, just put the camera back on the pitch so I can watch all that. Oh, and there's another child in the stand that brought, what a lovely family event this is. It's the old fast show sketch, isn't it? It's jumpers for goalposts. It's like an ungrateful yeah. little shit, that kid. And they really, they <laughs> really tried to, uh, they really tried to sell that sort of aspect of, uh, and this soulless bowl on an industrial estate on the outskirts of Leicester is really, what a wonderful place that everybody's come here for a joyful time and uh, the rioting in the stands as well as they're, they're just having a tickling competition. It's, um, it's quite sickening at times in BT, really. Well, Sky are the ones who tried to do the, um, if one team loses here today, then their manager will be taken out and beaten and then beat here. It's like, everybody's just here for a good laugh, aren't they? <laughs> you um, just turned into Warnock there. Amazon, are uh, Ali McCoist, or there's no point. Yes, fair point. Um, just one final question to finish on then. Um, oh, Villa have just scored, says Cameron. Is that a good thing for us? Who are they playing? I wouldn't have thought so. I don't know. I don't know who they're playing. I can't remember. Oh, this is it. We'll, we'll do some live. Living nightmare, isn't it? Live score, score checking. <laughs> Can we, are we still trying to catch Villa? No, no Villa score is probably good, isn't it? Southampton. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, no, does okay. it? No. Yeah. Do what you want, lads. Don't Quite do enough. that to us. Who gives a shit about it? It's Villa? probably more annoying that Newcastle have just taken the lead against Brighton. That seems yeah. like a bigger deal. Oh, are they? Stop it. <laughs> no. With your silly money. Right, anyway, final question. And it came from. Um, the LU Bay Area people. I think there's there's a tongue slightly in cheek here. It was a tweet we received at half time saying, it's Jesse Marsh just a sexy Sean Dyche. <laughs> what does that sound like? What would a sexy was, a sexy Sean Dyche want to do that for us? Oh I don't know I don't, I don't know where that I don't know where that's going. He's always sexy, isn't he, with that voice? Surely? I would say so. Would Take off your fucking knickers. <laughs> <laughs> On which bombshell? <laughs> I'm sure Levi Solicitor is very proud to be associated. Smear the bovril on you. (laughs) It's time to go, isn't it? Thanks for watching. Thank you for listening.
we will hope to do better on Thursday night. We'll be back with another match ball um, after the Villa game, and obviously all the usual stuff back to the usual format this week. As we uh, we're going to do, we're going to do propaganda. Yeah, we're going to have to, aren't we? Give it a miss. I might play a drum over the whole thing just yeah. to just to spoil it. No, it'll be really exciting because you can um, monitor all the Leicester fan coverage, and let's um, we could repurpose the the gantry bell as the, the Ted Lasso ding-dong, because mm. it's just going to be constant. He's like Ted Lasso, isn't he? He's like Ted Lasso. He's American, he's like Ted Lasso. He's like the... Uh, George Bush. He's like George Bush. That was the... De- <laughs> just, just <laughs> Michael Jordan. He's just like Michael Jordan. It's the, uh, the, the Daily Mail one. Hey, who was uh, completely desperate in the start of their, their coverage of um, Marsh's press conference where he didn't say soccer. So, so, yes, you've got nothing to write about. He could have said soccer, but he didn't. He's American. Honestly, he's ours now, so I do feel a certain ownership of him. Should we? But, uh, uh, should we but if he don't win some games, then it's Ted Lasso all the way. We're going to go for some apple pie now, aren't we? We'll see you later. The Square Ball Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.